everyone. Welcome to All Things Iceland. It's Jules, and it is my extreme pleasure to have our awesome guest today, Sigridur, who is the director of the Museum of Design and Applied Arts here in Iceland. And we're going to be specifically talking about the Icelandic bathing culture exhibit, exhibition, really, that is currently being hosted at the museum and how she hired curators and worked closely with them in order to put this together. So welcome, Sigridur, to the show. Thank you. And just personally, as a you know individual who, of course, always learning about Iceland, but enjoys going to the different swimming pools and spas and things, I was pretty shocked to learn some of the things that are displayed at the exhibit in terms of even tradition of going to the pools and things of that of this nature regarding Iceland. So I would love to hear just even initially, why was this important to put together to curate this exhibition? Well, it, it's, of course, such a big uh, part of our culture, but it's also so interesting and it's so curious also for Icelanders to learn more about it. And also the uh, beautiful thing about it is that it has to do with our nature. It has to do with human behavior and mm-hmm. society, but it also has a lot to do with design. And, uh, of course, like everything, I think, interesting happens when you have a dialogue with people. So it it all started when uh, I realized that uh, a man that I have been working with in uh, for a couple of years at Listahauskoli, his name is uh, Valdemar Tiho Hafstein and he's an ethnologist and uh, (laughs) he had been researching the bathing culture. For, mm. With his department at the university for year for yeah. many years, the art university. And, List, yeah. The, no, no, no. Actually, no. he works. Yeah, he actually works at the Icelandic. Ah, okay. A- Iceland University, and uh, he was just doing a. We were working on a project together at Listahauskoli, but his he he okay. works at the Iceland University University of Iceland, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, so we started to talk and we, you know, I think he had been thinking about it, that uh, this was a great material maybe for an exhibition. And mm-hmm. uh, and so we just started to talk and, uh, yeah, and we we just thought, yes, this is a great idea because yeah. it's such an interesting topic. Yeah. And I, in terms of even how people learn about Iceland, the Blue Lagoon, for instance, which has become... So popular. I mean, I remember in New York City being on the subway before I ever thought about coming to Iceland and seeing that icy blue water and, you know, the people with the silica mask on and everything. So there's already an identity that people have in terms of when they think of Iceland, of course, besides ice (laughs) or volcanoes, (laughs) when it comes to bathing culture. And for those who are curious and want to visit, it's important to know that the exhibit is only available until September 25th. Actually, I can't. We have extended it. Oh, <laughs> that's great to know. October twenty okay. third. Yes. Nice. Okay. So a month longer. Yeah. So Thanks. one that's month longer. Yeah. Yes. All right. Perfect. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're saying that too because uh, it's good for, of course, people to know <laughs> when they can yeah. see it. But it's. I think, like I mentioned, I've been to it and have a video about the going to the exhibit and also just like pool culture in general. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And so I. I'm curious, as it was being curated and you were, I'm guessing, two learning things, right, as the people were putting things together, was there anything that surprised you? Well, 
Anything that surprised me? Yes, there was actually how how little we know about the effects of. I mean, swimming is really part of everyday life in Iceland, and a mm-hmm. lot of people go swimming every morning. And I was surprised how little information and and little research has been done in Iceland. You know mm-hmm. about the effect of for your health for your mental health and your physical health yeah. even you know the the numbers of people going to the swimming pool every day is not known i mean we would have to have if we would like to have this number we would have to have uh, been in touch with each swimming pool or each yeah. <laughs> you know or or Garðabær and then Reykjavík and then you know so there is no so yeah i was a bit surprised that we didn't find more material about effect you know like mm-hmm scientific effect you know how it's really affecting us but of course we all have our ideas you know right. i mean we all have this uh, feeling that it's really uh, such a luxury really mm-hmm. to to be able to always uh, go to a warm swimming pool wherever mm-hmm. you are in the country it's not expensive it's really great you know for people like elderly people who are maybe often lonely because people talk a lot together in the hot tubs and it's really like a place where you can go and meet people you can exercise yeah. and also the great thing about it also is that you can do it even if the weather is awful yes and yes. people do <laughs> even if it's windy and snowing and raining it's the pool is always warm and i mean there are so many outdoor activities that you don't want to do when the weather is bad and it's mm-hmm. so often so bad in iceland so it's the perfect thing. Yeah. You know? Which, to be fair, I think, no, I know Iceland has taught me to go outside even when I think the weather is bad because of where I come from, mm-hmm. if it is like high winds, you're like, yeah, no. Or if it's raining a lot, you know, you just kind of think, well, you know, I'll just wait till it gets better because it's normally not lasting that long. Whereas mm-hmm. like you said here, it's such the norm that the weather could be not optimal, I'll say. And so you're like, we're going to make the best of it. But going to the pool, like you're mentioning, it can brighten someone's day or just get them to interact with other people, you know, talking about politics. I know this happens a lot where like early in the morning, if you go like six o'clock in the morning, you'll find like people of the older generation sitting around talking about politics after they've Mm -hmm. maybe done some laps or something. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's also fascinating to see the different types of people that go to the swimming pool you know there are people who are literally just there for relaxing there are some who go for exercise it's for their kids to you know run off energy and everything Mm. but in the end like i feel like there's a a lowering of stress in general like it's kind of Mm. meant to be this like lovely place that we all get to share together and it brings Mm. community together which also adds to people's well-being so yes yeah yes Hopefully there will be a study or something about yes, that. Yes, I, I imagine, you know, that it will, there will be a study. And yeah, yeah so it will be interesting to see. And uh, yeah, so, and also it's interesting to, when we, when we were putting the, the exhibition together, it's so interesting also to see, like you saw when you went through it, is how the emphasis have changed, you know, from, mm-hmm. from the first, I mean, we are just talking about the first pools from kind of 19, 30s, you know, when we get the hot water into Reykjavik, mm-hmm. so we are, that's kind of where we start. But, and that's when it's all about uh, people learning to swim and learning to clean themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about learning. 
and uh, and then you will move on to the 60s where it's more about playing and yeah. pleasure a little bit but more kind of playing having fun family mm-hmm. meeting friends and then the, the latest kind of uh, uh, movement is the pleasure and the, and the and the connection with nature like the blue lagoon and yeah you know, and so and it's interesting to see how this part the pleasure part which is is maybe more geared towards uh, visitors or, or you know like tourists mm, mm-hmm. uh, but but Icelandic people are really enjoying it also yeah because, definitely. I mean, they are beautiful places and they're really well designed and uh, and fantastic uh, places for us to visit but it's interesting to see how these places are affecting also the public pools you know now the mm-hmm. public pools are putting more emphasis on having nice saunas having mm-hmm. a cold <laughs> tap you know uh, you know things that so I think it's nice. It's interesting to see how these uh, public pools and the luxury places are kind of influencing each other. Yes, elevating the experience. Because yeah. yeah. I always tell people, like just from a personal experience, if they want to meet Icelanders, like it's nice to go to the Blue Lagoon, Sky Lagoon, all these, mm-hmm. you know, GOC and everything. Mm-hmm. But Icelanders hang out at the public pools. You know, that first of all, it's affordable. <laughs> so it's like going to these other spas are more of a treat for the majority mm-hmm. of people and yeah. less like they're going to the Blue Lagoon. And they have like the yearly pass for their psoriasis or something. Mm-hmm. But the public pools are where Icelanders are because, mm-hmm. again, it, it plays so many roles. It's it like a, you know, playground for children, of course, safely, you know, <laughs> but also parents and children can coexist enjoying themselves, which is not normally the case. It's like in a playground, a normal one. It's like, okay, the parents are assisting the kid to have a good time. But like the kids usually in, in the pool, they're having fun with each other. And then the parents mm-hmm. are just watching and being like, yeah, I'm going to sit in the hot tub and just relax yes. for a while. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, just from your personal perspective and experience, like, how do you feel that the pools in Iceland have, have affected you or impacted you? Well, I, the thing is that I'm not really a great uh, swim. Lo- you know, I I I'll go to the pool mainly to go to the sauna mm-hmm. and the slides. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I love I, mean, I love that it's the sauna and the slides. You're like, I want to like get that warm so feeling I, and then I spin down. Swim, yeah. So okay. I, but I'm so you know lucky that you can you know just uh, I mean, and I go I go like I go like once a week. Okay. Yeah, and but the but I always go straight to the sauna. And then I think, oh God, I'm not going to make it to the cold pot, you know. Yeah. Like <laughs> but then after you know 15 minutes in the sauna, I'm like, oh, I think I need to, you know, have a dip in the cold water. <laughs> so I always go, even if I imagine when I am, go, you know, in the beginning that I'm not going to do it, and and then before I leave, maybe I'll take one one run on the slide That's just cute. to. <laughs> your inner child is like yeah, yeah let's get it's fine great so i think that yeah people will just find uh their own you know their own way of enjoying the pool. yeah there's literally something for everybody i think that mm-hmm. is really cool yeah yeah and do you have a favorite pool that you want to go to or maybe you don't want to tell people because yeah i can tell you <laughs> I, I was just thinking because you, you know because uh your audience is maybe not Icelandic people living here, yeah. but mm-hmm. so if you want to really uh, 
has the pools in Iceland, it's cheap. Or in Reykjavik, you can buy like a cart. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like half cheaper if you don't pay for each visit. Right. But yeah, I I usually go to uh, Lauafellslaug in Moselsbær, mm-hmm. which is just outside of Reykjavik. And uh, because they have the best sauna, I think. <laughs> and it's always also really interesting to just be in the sauna. And li- I, I don't know why, but there are mainly men, not so... I mean, yeah. there are women also, but but there's mainly men, and they, and I mean, I've been going there for like ten years, and you can wow. really, it really gives you the feeling of what's going on in society, you know, mm-hmm. like in the crash, uh, everybody were talking about moving to Norway and working in Norway, and uh, and then uh, uh, a few years later, everybody is changing their garages into Airbnb, and, <laughs> and then you know, uh, so I. I find it so, you know, interesting. It's just, it, it, you can kind of take the pulse, you know, mm-hmm. what's happening in this local kind of society. Absolutely. It is yeah. literally where, in fact, I'm sure a lot of business also has been done in yeah. the of Iceland. Sure. Yes. It's like where, it's like Iceland's golf course, even though people do golf a lot here, but I feel like it's so windy that you're probably not talking to each other as much as you'd like. Yeah, I have never tried it. <laughs> I I have. Yeah. It's funny. And mm-hmm. thankfully on that day, it was not that windy and it was fun. I mean, I granted, I'm, yeah, I'm sure and, people love it. So it yeah. must be. I was just exhausted because there was so much walking and I was like, can we get one of the caddies like, or one of those driving things? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. driving around. Yeah. But, yeah, the and so I used to live in Moso. I think we we talked about this. Yes. And I also really enjoyed that pool. And it's maybe like a fifteen minute car ride outside of, yeah, the, of the outside city, of Reykjavik. So, yeah. yeah. So it's very easy to get to. And again, like you and also because of who's there, like this community is smaller, so it's usually not that crowded as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas like uh Loig, which is the biggest pool in Reykjavik, mm-hmm. is not when to say always crowded, but there's just always so many more people there because yeah. it is a huge mm. facility. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and the, I think it has the biggest slide though, probably in the country. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you mean Mosulspar? Uh no, in in Logadals. Yeah, yeah, I need to maybe go there. <laughs> <laughs> the slide's pretty high. I, I was surprised. In in Mosul though, the slide is really nice too. I like it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, been renovated relatively recently in comparison yeah. to Logadal's place. Yeah. yeah. And so if you could also give people a little bit more of like why you feel that the exhibition, you know, kind of adds to the experience of when they come to Iceland. Yes. Yeah. I think that actually the exhibition is of course based on the work from the University of Iceland and mm-hmm. they are together with the National Museum of Iceland. This is one thing that you can experience in the exhibition. They, I think like 10 years ago, they did a, a, quite a big survey asking people about their experience in the swimming pools, mm-hmm. their experience in the in the showers and the changing room, their experience in the hot tub, their experience of, you know, going to the pool. And so there are all these people that have answered these questions. I mean, men and women, not, I mean, not kids, but... Uh, yeah. So, so we have uh, we have these uh, answers uh, in the exhibition as uh, you know we uh, as kind of uh, sound files, you know, so that people can listen to you know how people behave in the shower room and how people feel in the hot tub and what it means to them to be mm-hmm. able to go swimming whenever they want. And so, I think this really 
I mean, even for me, even if I go to the pool a lot, this really added a lot yeah. for me just to listen to people's stories about mm. swimming pools and how they how they play an important part in their life and also how they how people develop different uh, habits, you know, in mm-hmm. the you know how you dress, how you never look below uh, the neck, you know. <laughs> Even if you're in the shower, <laughs> trying to be respectful, looking at the yeah. body, you always look just in the face, and how you always just how in what order you need to dress, you know, how you always mm. put your underwear on first, you know, never, you know, things like that that people. I hope just, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you know, like in which yes. order you do things, yes. and, <laughs> and then there are of course people that have special habits, you know, and then. There's another also thing that we have in the exhibition, which I think was a lot of fun to work with. And it's the, it's both the signs that you find mm-hmm. in the swimming pools, you know, that are like uh, designed and uh, used all over, you know, how to, you need to wash under your ha- armpits and uh, everywhere and how it's explained graphically yeah. <laughs> on these boards. And then also the, what, but what I found really fun is the, uh, signs that the staff print out with uh, rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So my fa- for, for example, one of the yeah, for example, one of the uh, signs in one of the swimming pools. This is one of my favorite. is is from an old people's home swimming pool in an old people's home. Okay. Yes, but the sign says, "Do not run in the showers. Do not run in the showers." <laughs> and you know. And the, they are all, all, all these signs. They are about that you are not supposed to cut your nails in the shower. Yeah. Well, isn't that and something? But it's always very straight to the point. And actually, these signs are not uh, translated in the exhibition uh, uh, now yeah. because we are talking, speaking English. So right. Maybe, maybe we need to do some. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just use Google Translate. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> They're quite, they're quite simple messages. Right. But yeah, that's pretty funny. I mean, maybe they did have a problem where an elderly person ran and they, you know, hurt themselves. Yeah, or maybe. Really? Must be something. Must yes. be something like that. Yeah. Or even proactively just being like, don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I, I do find the signs pretty funny. And also just in general, I think, you know, Icelandic uh, way of communicating is, is quite direct. So it also yes. translates yes. well to the signs. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. One thing that came up for me that I thought was cool when you were talking about how the initial use of the pools was like for survival and mm. for hygiene. But if you think about like time frame, you know, in terms of when this happened, it really makes sense. Like in the 60s, people were all about being free and whatever. And so the fact that like hot tubs and kind of just like, you know, enjoying yourself and then mm-hmm. the pleasure aspect really evolved even more to a sense of people being aware and that they deserve to have like taking care of their well-being or being aware of like mm. this need to not just work, 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 mm-hmm. but actually go and relax and utilize time for themselves and, you know, things of this nature. So it sounds like as Iceland has evolved, of course, so has the bathing culture. And in this timeline, that just makes sense for maybe even how collectively the society was changing. Yes, it reflects that totally. Yeah. And then, you know... Yes, and I think that actually we had uh, there was a, a visit 
collaborator of Unnur. Unnur is the designer of Flotetta, the floating car. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is uh, Omar from from Israel. And okay. he was talking about, you know, that um, he he was talking about float therapy, you know, and the kind of the healing power of water. And I mean, uh, and they are working with floating together. They have uh, developed this uh, float therapy that you can now go to in many of the pools. Actually, in many of the pools, you can do like a group floating. Like, so mm. there are many people. Uh, it's called some float. It means mm-hmm. floating together. Mm-hmm. And, but they have also developed like a special float therapy with fewer people and you get more, you get really kind of attended to. And yeah, like individual the, time. Yes, and yes. But there are, so there are maybe like 10 people in the pool and three people taking care of the group. Mm. But he was, he was, he was saying, you know, talking about that he, he was surprised that we have not been using the water as therapy. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, well, you have all this water, you know, and you, I mean, you haven't really kind of been using it like you could. Yeah. Maybe now, you know, I think now people's eyes are opening up to different aspects of the water, you know, yeah. and and, uh, and like you're saying with, with all these spas and people uh, wanting to, uh, yes, to... Or people are more aware of that they need to relax or just also be outside. Yeah. And yeah. not be always on the phone. You can't you can't have the phone there. It's, yep. it's forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Maybe not in the blue lagoon. I think you can take photographs, yeah. but in the public pools you can't. So it's also a break, you know, from all of the yes. you know, all of this. But but the great thing also that you can see in the exhibition is that because of the because the pools developed so early, and because in, you know we then have all this uh, tourism, and we have been able to build up these beautiful spas, mm-hmm. and they are now building. You know, there are like three yeah. really big plants. I think yeah. some of them are opening this summer, mm-hmm. and, uh, and but we have got a lot of uh, designers and. Builders and you know and architects and designers they they now have a lot of experience in mm-hmm. developing places like this because I think maybe the Blue Lagoon it kind of le- was leading you know by really putting a lot of effort into uh, the design of the place so now they I think they have they have kind of set certain bar so I think people I, I think that was really fortunate so absolutely I mean we yeah. think of Sky Lagoon. Right, just this whole idea of the nature, and then also taking history into part of it as well. So, like the yes, yeah. um, hot pool from Snorri Sturluson, like that yeah, you know, yes, replica. Yes, it's actually yes, a cold yeah. pot. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I think it's like the forest lagoon is what's called in the north, where they. Yeah, I, I haven't. I think have, uh, they are about to open. Well, yeah, I, I open. think next month. Yeah. Or yeah. After it'll be something new. Yeah. I'm 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 actually traveling that direction, so I'm gonna see, you know, if I can stop by because it looks beautiful. It looks yes. beautiful. So yeah, I'm enjoying that too, this nature aspect of kind of getting lost in feeling like you've been transformed into Icelandic nature, but you're really at this place where it's been you know, it's been curated to feel that way, yes. but you do yes. still get that essence of it. And I love yes. it. I think that uh, maybe you also be, I don't know, but I think that being in water with, I don't know, with all these people, it somehow also connects you, even if mm-hmm. you don't know them or you don't, 
talk to them even, you know, yeah. but you were just there together in the water. Yeah, so, we're all having an experience. Yeah. And I think that is what so is so powerful for this community pools because even if you don't know everybody that lives in your neighborhood, or maybe they don't even live in your neighborhood and they just came to that pool, there is this acceptance that it is for everybody. So you're all welcome yeah, to come totally. and enjoy. Yes. Maybe you'll meet somebody new. Maybe you'll have just a quick laugh over something that one of the little kids does as they're running around, you know, enjoying themselves. And so it can bring a lot of joy and then also peace if you go to certain times where there's not a lot of people. Yeah. Yes. And um, like you mentioned about not filming or you can't really film at the public pools, like mm-hmm. for the video that we're partnering on, mm-hmm. that of course is uh, linked in the show notes and of course description for this video slash audio podcast. I had the permission from Logadov's Log to do yeah. that. And so yeah. that was just really important. And they were they were on board with it, but it was just so funny that in Iceland, in terms of what they were like, oh, we're, we're pretty strict about like doing this. And I was like, okay, so what do I need to do? Fill out paperwork? He's like, no, you just need to email this person. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah. I was just laughing at like, also in Icelandic culture, it's still pretty laid back what is considered yeah. strict. You know? yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think it's more, you know, Yes, of course. They are more worried, you know, of course, about the changing rooms and the people bringing in, uh, you know, the phones and filming without other people knowing and stuff like that. And yeah, people's bodies. I mean, because like you mentioned, people are looking at each other's faces and trying to be respectful. And the whole idea is that you're not just randomly filming people who, like you said, don't want to be on film, but maybe they also just are not comfortable showing their whole body Mm -hmm. exposed because this is meant for them to Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, this has definitely been insightful. And I think it just, like I mentioned to so many people, I highly recommend checking out the exhibition. Of course, you can find the link in the show notes. And I, I learned a lot. Potential, like The one thing that was probably the most interesting, actually not the most, but high up there was that the use of hot tubs <laughs> was not until the 60s. And it's just like, what? That is amazing because now it's like... you. First of all, you can't go anywhere without finding a hot tub. And some people have them in their homes. And so like just the explosion of use of them and how fast they became integrated into society mm-hmm. and the use and the significance of them is very fast here. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah I was surprised as well. I mean, I, I would have thought they were much... I mean, of course, they are older, like Snorralög and some natural yes. pools. But, right. but uh, as uh, part of the... Public pools, yeah. They the first uh, one was built in '61 in Vesterbyle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so and also another thing I found so mm-hmm. crazy is that uh, the first bathtub mm. was installed in a house in Reykjavik in 1909. Yeah, having your own bathing facility in your house in yes. terms of that regard, yes. yeah. Yeah. I, I also found it, I mean, this is, I don't want to give too much away, but in terms of the boreholes, just how deep you have wow. to dig to mm. get the hot water. And I mentioned this in the video too, about how a failed gold rush, which is what I learned at the uh, exhibition, is what led to people eventually getting hot water in their homes. <laughs> you know, it's just like the one thing. Yeah. So it's just, I think the the insight too on uh, as we had been mentioning, like the evolution of Iceland, but like just having what we would now consider to be absolute musts were such luxuries not yeah. very long ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Before we end off, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have 
question that I ask everybody. And that is, what is your favorite Icelandic word or phrase? Yeah, my favorite Icelandic word at the moment is, of course, sund. Mm -hmm. Because it's the Icelandic name of the exhibition. And it it means swim. But in Mm -hmm. Icelandic, it means much more than that. It it doesn't really, we we were not able to translate it. Mm. I mean, we were not able to translate it into English. Really, because you say, I'm going to swim. It doesn't mean that you're going to go and swim. Right, laps or anything, yeah. No, no, it just means that you are going to the pool. Mm -hmm. But swim doesn't mean pool. No. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it means just I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to swim. I'm going to swim. It can mean... You know, maybe just going to the sauna or I'm going to do some swimming or I'm going to relax or, you know, I'm just going to spend some time at this at the swimming pool. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I think that that sums it up. I'm going to spend some time yeah. at the swimming pool, but you can yeah. really put it into one word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then it also means it's like, uh, I mean, and then it has different meanings. I just when I'm looking at it. Because you put it up on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> it also means like in ge- geographically, it's like a sund. can be like a sund. It's also a name for so- some, it can also be like a street that is closed. I don't know, but huh. it has actually nothing to do with the same right. thing. But yeah, so I've just realized this now when I am looking yeah. at it on the screen. <laughs> but I Which think always- that... Yeah, make Icelandic yeah. so interesting. But I'm sure I will think of some other. You yeah. know, this is just the first thing that comes to my mind. I'm sure I'll, I'll think after the after I leave, I'll think, oh no, I should have said this Icelandic word because there are so many great words in yeah. Icelandic. I think that but, that is always the, the problem with having like it doesn't have to be your favorite, but it could just be something that is yeah, like spontaneous. Yeah, and, and interesting for people to learn. And I think that in general, having that word for especially for people who don't live here can help give context to like, when yeah. people, maybe you see this because some people are learning Icelandic and it might be kind of confusing to hear I'm going to swim or translate. I'm going to swim and you see them sitting in the hot tub and it's like, well, yes. what are you doing? <laughs> right. So, yes, yeah. exactly. Well, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you again to the Icelandic bathing culture exhibition. And of course, and then to the director for partnering with me in order to bring this to my audience, I think, and I know that it's been so insightful and fascinating. And for everybody, that, of course, who are listening to this, I highly recommend checking out the video about the exhibit, especially since I got to film in Logardalsloig and at the exhibit. So you get to see a facility mm-hmm. in Iceland that's mm-hmm. really well known. And then the exhibit itself and all the different beautiful colors and displays and in interactivity, like every one of your senses is activated, including smelling, because mm-hmm. the per the pool perfume mm-hmm. <laughs> that'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't breathe too deep when you do that one. Mm-hmm. But thank Be you. Be careful. Everyone. Yes. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much, yeah. for joining. Thank you. Me today. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. And thank you, everyone who's listening and watching. And I'll see you in the next video or, of course, podcast episode. Bye. Mm-hmm.